Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. And of course, Kelly Cook is with us today. And Kelly, here's my pop question for you. Um, what? So I know we've talked a little bit about um, last last week, you kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the different advice that you had wished somebody had given you, which was about kind of which career path to go on to. I want to know, when you graduated high school, um, you know, started thinking about your career, oh boy. what was your dream career that, you know, you, I, I don't think it was real estate agent. I'm just going to throw oh, that out there. Yeah, so what good was question. it? You know what? It was to be the next Jerry Maguire. I had a feeling. Yep. Yep. Sports <laughs> agent. That's what I wanted to do. I want to be an NFL sports agent to be specific. And by the way, I fulfilled that childhood dream. I actually became one. I became one for license with the NFL Players Association for five years. And I was a runner for another agent uh, from the East Coast for two years prior to that. So I actually did end up representing uh, multiple different football players. Uh, the problem was they weren't drafted um, high enough or you know, or good enough, you know, uh, to, to, to basically make a yeah. living off of, unfortunately, I didn't have enough of them and they weren't, they weren't good enough Successful to make. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. So, um, you know, I could have kept slugging away and a lot of people do that. Um, uh, but I just pivoted at that time, uh, 100%. I was already, you know, going about 80, 80 hours a week, probably honestly, 70 hours a week. I was single, but yeah, pivoted and went all in on real estate at that point saying, you know what, I just got to just have one true north. And I, I love that aspect, but I, it's just not working out the way yeah. I always dreamed it would have. Yeah. But Hey, I mean, you, you're, you're still an agent, so you're, yes. you're a real estate agent, but I There's mean, a different hey, kind. yeah, you can say you, you fulfilled that dream and you're still living it. So wonderful. Yeah, and you if go. you guys ever want to know how Kelly got started, like how that whole thing happened, I think we have a whole episode about it. It's probably way back in the logs, um, but go check that out. Cause it's a pretty good story about how he, uh, you know, went down to Phoenix, uh, lived with your sister, I think for yeah. a while. Yep. Um, so make sure you go check that story out. But today, today we're going to talk about what his, what his industry is now. And that's real estate. And that's, you know, uh, presumably where all of you guys are at as well, um, it, involved in real estate in some way. And a really interesting article came out, um, this week, uh, kind of just going over who is buying houses. I know that you guys have, We've we've been hearing it. You know, housing prices are high. It's it's very difficult um, for a lot of your buyers to get into homes right now with the interest rates and just the um, you know the inflation of the homes. But one thing that really struck me um, as I was reading this article and shared it with Kelly is that we presume that most people buying homes right now are you know first time home buyers. Um, or buying their their second home are people that are in their late 20s, maybe 30s, um, you know, trying to get into the housing market. And that is really, according to data, not the case. The largest majority of home buyers is boomers, uh, baby what? boomers. Yes, right? Which um, was wild to me. Wow. So we wanted to get into that and kind of what that means for you as an agent, like, you know, knowing who your biggest pool of potential clients are, and apparently it's boomers. So let's let's talk about that. How does that affect your marketing, um, your messaging, all of that, Kelly? Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting article that came out, Elizabeth. And um, I think it'd be good to at least take one step back and make sure people understand what age demographic, what years we are talking about with these different generational names, right? Because 
you have Gen X and you have Gen Z and you have I think they all get and, lumped in together. Yeah, like, like what in the you're world? You're either a boomer or you're a millennial, and there's like no in between. <laughs> and <laughs> what know? order are they in? I don't I don't yep. even know. Uh, with these cool names, right? So let's uh, let's go through that real quick. Let's let's take a step back and and so the listeners understand that really fast. All right, the greatest generation, the greatest generation born 1901 to 1924, the silent generation 25 to 45. The baby boomer generation, this is post-World War II, 46 to 64. And then you have Generation X, 65 to 79. You have Millennials, 80 to 94. You have Gen Z, 95 to 2012. Then you have Gen Alpha, which is out there. They probably can't buy houses yet. But that's 2013 to 2025. Those are your generational names in the years that correspond with that. So the article comes out and says that millennials are no longer the biggest pool of people looking to buy homes. And that's people from 80 to 94. So quick math on that. What is that? That's a 20 plus, uh, that's 43, 43 and 14 years prior to that. So 30, 29. Yeah. 29 to age 43. Those are your millennials. They were the biggest, um, the biggest, pool of people looking to buy a house um, and for a little while, but that has changed. That has changed actually. Um, and in this article, it talks about the, the baby boomers. That's right. People between the ages of see 1946, 1964. So again, you know, some quick math on that. Uh, what is that? That's uh, that's 20, 35 plus 23. That's, you know, some in the ballpark of 50, about 55 ish. Right. Um, and up, so 55 mm-hmm. to for about you know another four, 16, 18 years, somewhere in there. So call it 55 to 75, just a bit round math. Right. So that's your biggest uh, pool of people buying uh, homes. And guys, it's not even close. So we want to ha- get on here today and talk about knowing your audience. Um, when you know your audience, you, you can do effective marketing. And that goes across the board, guys. You need to know who you're marketing to. So you know, Elizabeth, Elizabeth and I were talking offline about, well, my marketing strategy is all TikTok. Now, that's not mine, Kelly Cooks, but maybe someone's having that conversation. And while that's good, and there are home buyers out there on TikTok, there's a lot of um, holes you can shoot in that marketing strategy if that's what it is. And that's only what it is. First of all, your marketing should be diverse. You should have different spokes in that wheel and be able to um, hit people in different types of those medians, not just one, not just one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But knowing your audience is huge. In this case, the biggest audience is, again, we're calling age 55 to 75, approximately the baby boomer generation. So right now, here's the stats on this. The stats right now, baby boomers in 2022 made up a 39% of all home purchases, 39%. Number two was actually... The millennials, millennials finally succumb to that number two position at 28%. And Gen X came in at 24%. Mm-hmm. Then you have this. Real quick, I also want to point out just, just to kind of um, put that into perspective as well. I don't know the exact numbers, but I do know that um, millennials and baby boomers are very large generations. Generation X is a smaller generation. So it it's coming in third at, you know, most people buying, but it's also a smaller pool of people to begin with than millennials and boomers. So just kind of thinking about that as well, that I, 
I don't think that that necessarily means that more uh, more millennials are are doing something than in relation to Gen Z or Gen X, if that makes sense. So it's just a larger population, but um, Gen X still coming in third, not too far behind. That means that there are still a lot more people um, within that generation that are actively doing something, if that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense yeah, to you? yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Gen X, you have people um, that, you know, right about Oh, I admit it. My age or or older or <laughs> yeah. older. Yeah. yeah, you're on the younger so, end of that. <laughs> way on the younger end, but nonetheless. And so you have a lot of people that you know. That being said, their kids are going to be in middle school. Their kids are going to be maybe at the end of elementary school. The kids are going to be in high school. And typically, the majority of people don't make moves during those those time periods. If they don't have to, right? You don't want you don't want to uproot the kids Pivotal from the school. For, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And their sports and their their you know paradigm that they know. So the kids leave. And the kids leave, and then obviously things start to change there from the, uh, the the trends of relocation. So it makes sense. You combine that with the fact that rates are high, borrowing is is not as easy as it once was for the last three or four years, and it's still and prices are up. When prices go up, percentages of down payments go up, and you need cash, you need liquidity. Well, who has the most of that? Baby boomers. I mean, I, honestly, the silent generation, which is right in front of the baby boomers, they probably have the most of it. But they're, they're getting up there in age. I mean, they're talking 75 plus, right, for the most part, generally speaking. That's 4% of the buying pool in the last um, year. And it's funny because they were they're four, they're five. And then, of course, as you go back in time in 2012, they were 10%. Well, yeah, because they were 10, 10 years younger. So that matters too. So that being said, um, it just all kind of makes sense. And meanwhile... In 2019, Gen Z was pretty much 0% of the buying population. Four years later, they were 4%. So they're increasing every year as they get older. It just makes a lot of sense. But going back to the marketing side, you need to know that audience and know how you pivot your message. Not just from a marketing standpoint of, hey, this is why you should know about me and my real estate company. And this is why you should choose me to hopefully do, do your job the best way possible. But also for how you market a client's home. You need to be able yeah. to pivot and you need to be able to demographically target your client's home to the correct buying pool. That's huge, guys. And too many times, agents will just get a house, they have a new listing, and they'll market to the masses. And that's it, the bare minimum. Why? Because it takes less effort. It also takes less money. And it's just easy. You can sit back and wait. Well, that's what gives real estate agents overall a fairly bad wrap. But there are a small percentage of agents who don't treat it that way. They spend the extra money on the marketing. They spend the extra time to learn how to demographically target the right buying pool for their type of house. It's so true that in every city across America, you have different neighborhoods, different different sizes of homes, uh, older homes, newer homes, um, infill, urban, or out in the suburbs. And those, and and obviously different demographics of people. Um, heard in these different areas, different types of housing. Just that's just kind of happens because humans are creatures that love to be around other types of humans that have similarities, and so that's what happens. So you need to be able to know: Do you have a do you have a condo downtown in your city? That probably is not going to be the person who's forty years old with three kids and married. Probably not. Good, but probably not. So therefore, why are you marketing? to that group for that property. Take your dollars and instead put them where they'll be more effective to 
maybe that person who's a young professional who's single, maybe the person who is uh, a couple who are married, but the kids are gone and they want a lock and lead type situation downtown. So there's all these different nuances you need to know about. The problem is there is the problem is most agents don't either know that you can actually target market someone like that, a pool of, of people based on age, or if they did know, they don't want to learn how to do it, or even worse, they don't want to spend the money, even though they're making a decent sized fee when it comes to the house selling. So uh, our big thing is to always educate other other agents as much as possible on going the extra step, extra step, going the extra mile to really try to target and spend the money the right the right way, target that group of people that has the highest propensity to buy your client's house. And then of course, warmest leads essentially the same way that you you know yeah. kind of um, market to somebody who's been on your website, who's they're already a warmer lead for you. The same way with go after those warmer leads that have a higher likelihood of converting, right? As buyers for your listing. That's it. That's it. And then of course, a lot of people, because humans are 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 people who like to herd around other people that are like them, you would love as an agent, I'm sure, to work with people that are somewhat like you, that have similarities to you. And, and it's not just necessarily age, but sometimes a lot of things that, that that a lot of similarities come with age, right? It just happens. But people who maybe like the same things you like and so on and so forth. Well, that'd be awesome to have a clientele base that was just full of those types of people that you could hang out, they're your tribe, that you love to spend time with all the time. Well, if that's the case, you should be you should be obviously marketing to those people, be authentic, be real, and make sure those people are being attracted to you because you're out there, you're putting yourself out there. However, you can't necessarily grow a business and scale a business if that's your goal by only just doing that. Therefore, you have to market to where the buyers are. In 2022 and leading 2023, this report by NAR and Business Insider um, is stating that right now it's going towards the baby boomers. It already is 2022, and it's going there in 2023 as well for the same economic reasons primarily that we just discussed in 2022. Unless something changes dramatic, dramatically, which it may probably won't um, in 2023, you're going to have more of the same. So how can you pivot your marketing platform and your strategy to be able to reach more baby boomers? That's the question you need to leave and asking yourself and then come up with a strategy on how to do that. One thing I think I just came up with this, but, um, you know, sometimes I see marketing for like a house, like it's a, it's a smaller home, um, you know, uh, not a lot of square footage or, or something like that. And it's marketed as, you know, in the, the description of the MLS, great starter home or something like that. Don't do that anymore. Say great retirement home, right? Kind of like that's that's your it audience. Could work. Of, of, it could work. I mean, absolutely. Could, why not? Maybe. It yeah. could. And, you know, like, but that's that's kind of where the um there's there's more people buying their retirement homes right now than their starter homes. So I mean, market to that. <laughs> it's so true, isn't that somehow that works right? Like in life too, you all we all start as babies, and then all of a sudden, you know, you grow up, and then. If you are lucky enough to make it to, you know, I don't know, age 100, uh, you're probably going to have some issues going on with health and someone else has to take care of you again. Yeah. They took care it's of you cycle. when you first grew up and it's the mm -hmm. cycle, right? They have to take care of you. And in between, you have this awesome time where you can do some cool stuff, but um, that's the cycle. So the same applies, what Elizabeth just said, to the housing market. The same first time starter home could also be a perfect home for a or retiree. Downsizing or and yeah. downsizing. Mm -hmm. Correct. So uh, you could you could pivot that either way, and that's what marketing is. You know, again, I heard marketing this, this state. I heard one time this um, statement about marketing a long time ago, and I, it always always stuck with me. And it says that I'd rather be ten percent different than a hundred percent better, and that's marketing to me in a nutshell. 
you still want to be good. You still want to be great. You want to put good stuff out there. At the same time, if you can be just a little bit different than what the everyone else is doing, you can zig when everyone else is zagging. You uh, usually will be very successful, even though your marketing may not be as slick or as sleek or as professionally produced or whatever it may be. So zig when other people are zagging. Be 10% different than 100% better. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think real quick, just to wrap this up, kind of our, our messaging of know your audience, do the, do the research, do the work, dare to be different and go after that target market, spend the money, right? Um, kind of all of those things. And just to bring it home, because this is something that we talk about all the time, be authentic, try to attract, you know, people that are like you. Um, but Understand that you that you have to um, uh, you know always be yourself, but make sure that you're you're taking into account the needs of um, others as well, so that you can create a sustainable business that scales. Um, yeah. And if anybody wants to talk to you, Kelly, about this and about how they can be different, um, get any of your insights onto any of that, where can they reach you? Hey, you know what? I always go cell phone number first, and that's cool too. Four eight zero two two seven two zero two eight. But social media, check us out on Instagram, Kelly Cook Homes. We're putting out a lot of cool stuff at least one time a day. And uh, we'd love to hear from you there. DM us, comment, let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are looking to build your team, if this is the year you're finally going to do it, or maybe you have one and you still just kind of, you know, are thinking of, hey, how could I have done this better? What changes can I make? Go download buildyourrealestateteam.com. Uh, Kelly's full um, kind of list there of how he did it. And uh, well, minus all the mistakes he made, how he wishes <laughs> he would have done it um, uh, to begin with. So yeah. go download that. And other than that, we will see you guys all next week. Thank you so much, Kelly. Sounds good. Thanks, Elizabeth. Right. See, see ya. ya.